Welcome to Riches in Christ Radio Ministry with Diane Kennedy. Please stay tuned at the end of today's lesson. We'll give you information on how you can acquire this week's tape, along with information about our weekly meetings and website. Now, here's Diane Kennedy. This week, we're talking about the importance of knowing the hope of God's calling. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18, Paul prayed for Christians that God would give us revelation in this area, that we would know the hope of God's calling. And we've spent last week and this week talking about the fact that we need to know that God knew about us before he ever formed the earth, and he chose us to become his holy, blameless sons and daughters through what Jesus would do for us. And that that choice, God's choice of us, and his call to us to become his sons and daughters through faith in Christ is a tremendous source of hope. It gives us a future beyond just this life, And it gives us confidence in this life. The Apostle Paul saw himself as a conqueror in life's hardships because he knew God chose him before he formed the earth. He knew God had called him into this purpose to become a son like Jesus. And he knew that nothing could separate him from this plan which was motivated by God's love for him therefore in Romans chapter 8 we've been looking at passages in Romans 8 here where Paul lays out God's plan verse 29 God foreknew us and he predestinated us to be conformed to the image of his son in that context Paul said I'm more than a conqueror through him who loved me and in this passage He says, nothing can separate me from the love of Christ, not tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword, not principalities or powers, not height, not depth, not present or things to come. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. Now, that wasn't just a little religious saying. Paul knew that God's love, in God's love, God's love had motivated the Lord to devise this plan in eternity past and to call Paul into it. Paul responded to the call and bowed his knee to Jesus as Savior and Lord. And this plan isn't just for Paul, it's for everybody. You have to respond, though, to the Lord through faith in Jesus. But Paul knew that nothing life could throw at him could separate him from that plan. And he knew this plan was bigger than this life. Paul is the one who wrote in Romans chapter 8, verse 18, just a few verses up, that the sufferings of this present life don't even begin to compare with what's ahead for those who know the Lord. See, if all you know about your life is just the years you have left, there's not a lot of hope in that. I mean, I hope your life is good from now until you die, but you can't stop old age and death. And it's the nature of things actually to get worse and worse. But knowledge of what's to come is what gives us confidence to deal with the present. We've said so much, I'd love to, re- I'd love to repeat all of it. 
but let me just finish up since it's Friday and we'll bring this to a good place to stop. Paul saw himself as a conqueror in life's hardships because he knew nothing could separate him from God who in love devised this wonderful plan for him. And that knowledge not only gave him hope for the future and confidence in the present, it enabled Paul to deal with his past. This is one of the points that we're making. If you don't know your past with God began before you were conceived, before you committed your first sin, your past since you were born can haunt you and undermine your confidence in God's love and care for you. Now, let me restate, you did not exist until the moment of conception in your mother's womb. There is a heresy circulating in the body of Christ right now that says we existed in the unseen realm before we were born and at our birth we simply entered into our mother's womb. Well, that's reincarnation. That And it's not scriptural. It's not in the Bible. You did not exist until the moment of conception in your mother's womb, but because God is all-knowing, he's always known about you even before you existed. And he devised this plan and chose you for it. So that's the sense in which your past with God precedes the day of your birth. However, when you were born, you were born into a fallen race, and as soon as you were old enough, you committed sins, maybe some bad ones. We've all done it. And if all you know about your past with God is the sins committed since you were born, it can undermine your confidence in God's love and care for you. Let's let's go back to Paul. We've been using him as an example. Paul recognized that his past since he was born couldn't stop his future after this life from coming to pass, and that gave him confidence to deal with his life. Now, Paul's past, I'm sure you know, included persecuting Christians. Paul was instrumental in the death of Christians before Jesus appeared to him on the road to Damascus and he was converted. What kind of guilt do you think he had to deal with when he saw the truth? But Paul recognized that his past, which included persecuting Christians, couldn't stop his future from coming to pass. And that information helped him deal with the present. Note what else he wrote as he lined out God's plan in the epistle to the the Romans. We've been in Romans 8 this week because God outlines the plan for those who bow their knee to Jesus and shows us the hope to which we're called. Let me read Romans 8, verses 33 and 34. Who dares accuse us when God has chosen us for his own? Will God? No. He is the one who has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? Will Christ Jesus? No. For he is the one who died for us and was raised to life for us and is sitting at the place of honor next to God praying for us. Isn't that good? Now that's the New Living Translation. Paul's own conscience would have bothered him just like yours does. He may have run into people on the street who knew him before and reminded him that he had killed Christians. He was a person, just he is a person, just like you and me. He would have had to address this. 
But here he is boldly declaring, Who's going to accuse me of anything when God has chosen me as his own? God's not going to accuse me. He's the one who made me right with himself through the cross. Is Jesus going to condemn me? No, he died for me. And he's in heaven praying for me. What kind of confidence did that give Paul in this life? A lot. And it will do the same for us. You know, Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 3, verse 13, he wrote of forgetting those things which lay behind. Uh, Paul wrote of forgetting what was behind him and moving forward. And he was able to do that because he knew there's more to life than just this life. Paul knew that God chose him in Christ before the world began. God knew that Paul would become an ardent persecutor of Christians, imprisoning them and killing them, but he chose him anyway. Friend, God knew what you would do, and he chose you anyway. Why? Because he loved you. You had value to him, even when you were doing those stupid things. Your value wasn't being realized. Your value is the is the price that God was willing to pay for you. He was willing to pay the blood of his son Jesus to have you as his son. And your value couldn't be realized because you couldn't be his son when you were stuck in the pig pen of sin, corruption, and death. But God's plan was to transform you like he transformed Paul into his holy, righteous son through Christ. Now, let me read. I'm going to read Philippians chapter 4. Uh, let me start in verse 13. Brethren, I count myself not to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ. Paul said he for, I'm going to forget what's behind me and I'm going to press for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. The high calling of God in Christ is to become a son or daughter of God who is conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Let me read that out of the American Standard Bible. It says, But I press on, if that I may lay hold on that for which also I was laid hold on by Jesus Christ. Paul understood that God laid hold of him so that he could be restored to his created purpose, which is to become God's holy, righteous son through faith in Christ. And Paul said, I'm not going to let anything stop me from laying hold on the purpose for which God has called me. I'm not going to let my past get in the way. And I'm not going to let my present get in the way. Paul said he pressed on to reach the prize of the high calling of God in Jesus. The high calling of God in Jesus is sonship and conformity to the image of Christ. Now, there's a lot in that statement, but consider these points as we bring this to a close. The highest calling on your life and my life is sonship and conformity to the image of Jesus Christ. That's greater than where you work or who you marry or even what ministry 
ministry you have. The highest call on your life is to be God's son or daughter and then to be conformed to the image of Christ. Paul's greatest desire was to know, was to become more and more like Christ, to know him more fully and to show him more accurately to the world around him. And Paul knew that would happen because at the beginning of this epistle in Philippians chapter 1 verse 6, he wrote, he who has begun a good work in us, will complete it. Now we're going to discuss each of these individual points in more detail over this the course of this series, but here's my point and we'll close. God is much more interested in us developing Christ-like character and conduct than he is in where we work or what kind of car we drive. You see, friend, as you show Jesus to the world around you, men and women will be drawn out of the pig pen of sin, corruption, and death back to Father's house. Now notice in Romans chapter 8 verse 38, Paul said, I've gone through a process of persuasion and come to a settled conclusion. He didn't instantly walk in the kind of confidence we see displayed here. But we too can go through a process of persuasion as we feed on God's word about the connection between our past, our future, and our present. A lot more to talk about next week. You have been listening to Diane Kennedy of Riches in Christ. To order this week's teaching on CD, be ready for our number coming up soon. Diane teaches locally every Friday night at 7.30 p.m. near Highway 44 in Jameson at 4720 Jameson. Praise and worship is provided by Mercy's Child before each lesson. Riches in Christ provides a website at www.richesinchrist.com where you can listen to this week's radio lesson, download years of teachings and outlines, sign up for free weekly outlines, and order Diane's book, God is Good and Good Means Good. Friends, knowing that God is good is the single most important thing to stand on when trouble hits. If you think the trouble comes from or is allowed by God, then you need this book. For information or to order this week's lesson on CD, call us at 1-888-739-6619. Please mention today's date. Our number again is 1-888-739-6619.